good evening for those who are watching live and for those who are listening later in the week. Uh, good evening and welcome to episode four. I think we're on episode four now, aren't we? I think yeah, we'll make four, us waffle. Yeah. We're... Uh, it's, it's quite fun listening to other podcasts and say, oh yeah, episode 50 or episode 40 or episode 300 or whatever in the case of making it and the like. And mm. Yeah, they all had to start somewhere. So yeah, we're on that start that journey. Yeah, it'll be a few weeks before it, episode 10 and even longer yeah. before we get to episode 100. But hopefully we won't wait until... If people still want us around by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both yeah. viewers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have at least we have at least four viewers. Oh, hang on, no, there's a number in the corner. We have 16 viewers at the moment. But I'm guessing there's a lot of in each one of those. So, <laughs> yeah, we have at least 15 people that decided on their Sunday evening to spend it with us. Uh, yeah, plus of course us three. So that makes that makes you 18 people. I think it's a, that's a good thing. <laughs> so this evening we, uh, as well as obviously Jamie, as a co-host uh we have our good friend duncan duncan band uh who goes around on the, the internet as little hobby show indeed indeed yeah always funny when you're super tall it is yeah well <laughs> that was part of the fun of it really <laughs> the unnecessarily long human yes lhs could be long human shop <laughs> oh my god we need to do that as a <laughs> as a thing that'd be, that'd be a t-shirt wouldn't it yeah yeah it would yeah perfect yeah. love to do that made essential yeah <laughs> knock out just a few stretch, t-shirts stretch the image as well yes yeah <laughs> and then crop them just a little bit short so it makes everyone look tall I thought you were just suggesting we're going to get to make a central in a crop top. Well, most shirts on me look like a crop top, so let's roll with it. Just got to pull the trousers all the way up just to match. That's right, yeah. Make sure you've got matching socks on because they will be visible. <laughs> you assuming it's going to be uh, a bit chilly in August then for make a central, so we're going to need uh, not being cut off denim. Hot shorts. What do, what do you call this? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hot pants is option one. Oh, that is not going to be a fun thing. <laughs> I think you look great in hot pants, Jamie. Oh, many, many people would disagree with you. <laughs> Still pay for therapy for some of them. Oh, dear. <laughs> we won't go into that then. Story for another day. Mm. Uh, I think my face is hurting already. <laughs> That's a good sign. Definitely a good yeah, sign. Yeah, you'll have to do more of the talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've already straight away had, um, you know, a comment in the chat that, that I think it's we need to address early doors. Is it, Duncan? We've we've obviously we've got you on because you know you're a good friend and we love having a, a, a we love having a waffle with you. But Caro has already asked um, where your boy is. My boy, he's he is <laughs> fast asleep, dead to the world because we had a fantastic walk out today in the woods with my daughters, and um, we were out for a good couple of hours, and he is absolutely shattered, but. Should he decide to appear later on, then I shall grab him and he can say hi to Caro. 
I should should clarify should we that explain that for the, for the benefit of those <laughs> yeah <laughs> my boy is my dog floki and he is a boston terrier and he is the handsomest little man that you've ever seen and um he knows it too so yeah and caro's a little bit in love with him <laughs> rightly so because rightly so, he is very very cute <laughs> very much yes he is he is a very very handsome boy I should say that wasn't actually what Carol asked. That was that was me kind of using Carol as a good excuse there to ask where he was. She had to ask question directly for Floki, which is oh, I see. perfect. Well, yeah. So I just it's, it's, I ask him every day and still haven't got got a good answer. You just need to teach him English as well as like fetch and sit and that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, so, I, I believe when we were having supposed to be able to understand about 200 separate words in English yes, or yeah, like whatever that. language you're using so, I don't know. he's pretty good actually he's, he's probably got 9 or 10 um, but he tends, like food, he tends to be better with hand signals actually kind of when he was a pup and we were training him and um, well he's still a pup really but um, yeah going through training we'd unconsciously do hand signals like a finger for weight or sit or point to the ground with down and um over time he was we realized that he was pretty much ignoring what we were saying but looking at what we were doing with our hands so um yeah he seems to be better when you when you're doing stuff with your hands rather than listening to the actual words but it doesn't matter, you know, you don't need a dog to listen to every single command you do, I don't think, as long as he's happy and you can, you can have enough sort of influence to keep him safe. Like if you call him that yeah, he's going to come, tone, you know, tone yeah, tone makes a huge tone, difference. Yeah. 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 It was, it was nice for us because our, um, we had a dog previously, a staffy, and, um, she was great, but she came to us. She was a little bit older. Um, she was three or four when she came to us. So it was a little bit more difficult to um, do that training with her. And we didn't have influence right from the start. But um, this this time around, it's been really good. It's been really enjoyable for us sort of with him to go through all of that that basic sort of training and commands and you get get good sense of his character as well yeah it's been good it's been great he's what um uh nine months now just over nine months God, really that long yeah, That's yeah. I was gonna it's say gone six. quick it's gone quick yeah mm. but, uh, time flies we have yeah. fun it does it does he's Absolutely. great fun yeah now am i right in thinking this is the first podcast you've ever been on it is it is indeed. So, yeah, people. Some people welcome. probably. Yeah, welcome. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'll go there. Um, <laughs> broke him in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it might be useful for the benefits, perhaps people who don't know you so well, uh, as as obviously we do. If perhaps take a couple of minutes just to kind of give us your you know, a bit of a potted history. Yeah, who is. Who is Duncan? What's the little hobby shop? Yeah, what's your okay. background? What do you do for a living? Just you, know, as quick okay. as you like, as long as you like. All right then. 
Um, right, where to start? School, I guess. Um, love school. Massive nerd. <laughs> Didn't get on great with the social aspect of things, but generally enjoyed school. Did reasonably well. Um, and then got bored very quickly as I got <laughs> towards the end of school and college. And um, I, d- I don't know what it's like sort of rest of the world-wise, but UK, it's very much, oh, you've got to go to uni. Everyone goes to uni. Um, and that's the direction that everyone gets pushed in. Um, but first yeah. year of college, I'd, I'd had enough. Um, and... Um, decided I wanted to leave and join the Navy, which didn't go down great with my dad. Um, but fortunately, my stepmom managed to talk him around <laughs> and um, I left and joined the Navy at 17. So that's what I went and did because I wanted to go and do something. Um, it seemed like a good option. I got an education, further education while I was there. Um, what, what did you train in while, while you were at the Navy then? So I trained in, oh, now... What's the full title? Marine, Mechanical and Electrical Engineering. Um, Very fancy. So did that with the Navy. Fixing um, fixing anything that moves and anything that's electrical on a boat. Yeah, basically. I joined as an artificer, which is um, a very old word. um, And they don't have them anymore um, for a sort of uh, specialist engineer that can basically move about all the engineering departments on the ship and and just get on with the job so um as an artificer apprentice fancy dog's body sort of thing yeah so as, as an artificer apprentice where you're on uh slightly faster um promotional um path and a higher pay grade than the mechanics um, you're kind of the ultimate scumbag. Um, <laughs> so that was that was. It, it's a bit. Rough, it was a bit rough the first eighteen months or so, but um, you get over that. And and uh, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I did six years in the end, um, not as long as as many people. Um, and I didn't actually end up going that far. I did a tour of the Med um, and a little. Um, trip through the, the Suez Canal but um, yeah it didn't get all that far but it was great it was the best thing for me um, uni I probably um, would have failed miserably not because of the academics I don't think but because of just the whole the whole lifestyle of it I was I was already bored of education and wanting to yeah. get on so um, it was absolutely the right choice for me um, I was immature when I started and you grow up very very quickly yeah, um, from yeah. from other people I know who've been in in services and stuff, it, it's it's a great way of shaping who you are for the future. Oh yeah, yeah, fantastic. And I mean, still now I, I live in on the south coast of the UK near near Portsmouth, which is um, one of the three main uh, ports for the navy. And obviously, there's a lot of naval families in the area, <laughs> and you can almost tell who's ex-military because of the way they speak, the way they handle themselves, the way they talk, the language they use. Um, so, yeah, it does, it does shape you, definitely. Um, but that's, that's, that's the whole part of it, really. I, I mean, very early on, basic course, yeah. training in, in, any, in any 
uniform services they're going to break you down and then build you up yeah. to to what they need you to be mm. but um yeah it was, it was good um so yeah six years in the navy i left um because by that time i i had a family and um you know i doing six months deployments is is a single person's game you know mm. so um once you got a partner and, and children it, it changes priorities so uh left the navy and then um started uh in a job doing um instrumentation for um large industrial sites um so i look after um environmental emissions monitoring gear it's all very specific and Big not very exciting <laughs> yeah so uh lots of lots of chimney climbing lots of um intricate electronics and and uh basically we we measure the gases that that come out of a of a chimney um so that the site can report them to the environment agency or whatever authority they come under is this like power, power plants or power stations waste incinerators um we do some little machines for labs and um a few odd ones crematoriums oh wow um yeah i guess there's emissions aren't there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so and yeah anything over a certain sort of kilowatt size that has gas emissions has to report it so hmm. they have to have kit on the, on there that will do that and um we look after it fault find it fix it service it stuff like that so i drive more or less all over the uk mostly in the south but i do get the occasional trip to europe which is nice Mm, cool yeah not obviously not over the last 18 months but um, <laughs> well yeah. why is that then has, has there been something going on if i missed something <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, I, so. I, I have um obviously you know we've been friends for a while now and, and we, we share random nuggets of stuff from our daily lives so i've seen that you've you've obviously been involved in bits of um background stuff at your work improving things and tweaking things and some of your yeah boxes and stuff have been quite interesting <laughs> i have a problem where i just i just you naturally see, tweak stuff don't you, you improve I, I, yeah i can't help it and it's a nightmare because <laughs> you end up going oh well that would be better if we tweak that bit and change that bit and then someone important hears you and goes yeah all right then <laughs> and there you go. Spoken like a true oh, volunteer. <laughs> yeah. So now, now I'm doing my my day job, and I'm doing this extra job as well. And then the extra job doesn't quite pan out as quickly as you do. So a month later, something else comes along, and you go, "Oh yeah, I can do that." <laughs> and then you and end up with make a third job. Then, yeah, yeah. I can't help it. I can't help myself. I've got fingers in too many pies, uh, too many, so too many technical things. Three hundred unfinished projects. So, sign of a true maker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, Absolutely. definitely. That's uh, no, it's good. I, I, I get bored easily. So, um, there's there's only so many times you can service a gas analyzer, and it'll be interesting. So, uh, <laughs> I find myself so other things to be doing. And, well, I, um, I think with that sort of engineering background, you've and I suppose working on ships and things as well is there's always that that sense of needing to 
maintain something before it breaks or improve something so that it doesn't break or you know preemptive maintenance or yeah you know incremental yeah. improvements to eke out bits of efficiency or things like that i think that's that's a bit bit of an engineering brain as well as general maker brain i suppose yeah i've kind of always been like that as well um ever mm. since i was a kid i think i was just born with with engineer head generic um <laughs> Yeah, it just—it's just curiosity. I think it is. That's what it boils down to. Just—I I can't help myself, and I, and I struggle sometimes to understand a lot of people who don't don't care how a phone works or aren't interested in um, why their washing machine's leaking. They just want someone to fix it. Yeah, and, and I can't help myself and go, well. Let's take it apart. <laughs> Let's have a look. <laughs> it's all about the why, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Can't help it. And I, I can't understand people that, that it's just like foreign. <laughs> I just don't get it. Why would you not want to try it? Like, I don't know. It, it, my bike's not working. The brakes keep getting stuck. Dad, can you have a look at it? Or, you know. Yeah. I, and Let's I, investigate. I, yeah. And and I'd say to my kids, well, well why is the brake getting stuck? Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like that and it like, sticks. Well, why, well, why don't you know? Have a look. <laughs> Take it apart. Here you go. Use my tools. <laughs> well, I suppose um, in that sense, something specifically like, you know, bike brakes or something, you'd end up with a bit of... I'm sort of linking this to, to like, uh, using your senses and stuff, but like you say, you know, like have a look, but also have a listen, you know. Um, mm. uh, it, I suppose it's very sensory kind of things. Maybe that's part and parcel of it, you know. Maybe that, that kind of um, that sensory input, rather than just being something that you look at all day, or you know, something mm. like that. There's there's a bit more to it, perhaps. Maybe it's just that, you know, that that dopamine hit of you know of hearing something clunking in a re- repeating pattern right okay so that's something that's moving that's you know and, and yeah figuring out these these sort of inputs and outputs from yourself while you're looking at a thing that you're trying to solve problem for yeah i i, I think it just that's come from practice for me with or from experience as, as many things do you just mm. sort of tune into things that don't look right or sound right and then but yeah i have a problem with letting someone else fix it <laughs> no, i find I that, that quite hard from the amount of times that you and i have had um sort of because i suppose for the other people who don't know um we've got a little as well as the maker's waffle chat out the back of our maker's waffle chat because uh, of the amount of us who've got 3d printers we then had a separate kind of 3d printer chat so mm. then other people have joined that to get help with their printers and things so duncan and i have kind of embarked on lots of sort of side projects again as we were saying before but um poking and prodding and upgrading and tweaking and things like that of printers and the amount of lengthy uh gentle ribbing that we give each other for for Duncan's uh, general approach to, you know, an engineering scientific approach to, right, let's look at step one of the process, right? Let's have a look at step two of the process and my kind of slightly more lax, uh, let's budget and see kind of approach. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've, we've yeah. had plenty of, uh, of delicate uh, d- 
delicately worded discussions, I think, where you've... Yeah, uh, so I, I think the conversation <laughs> would perhaps go Jamie saying, oh, my extruder's skipping. And my response would be, okay, does it skip when you do this? <laughs> By the time which Jamie next replies, he's gone, right, I've changed the nozzle and the extruder <laughs> and this bit of tube. Oh, and I might as well change the fan as well while I'm there. I'm like, and ah! I've knocked, I've knocked, <laughs> and I've knocked the wall down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you, we never get to the basics of why it was actually doing that in the first oh, place. No, no, we, we absolutely do get there. What tends to happen is that while Duncan would say, here's, here's step one, then step two, then step three, and by that point, we should know pretty much what's causing it. So what I've done is gone, instead of going step one, I've jumped to like step 57, project three. Yeah. <laughs> done this, which is like not even vaguely related to the problem that I was actually having. And then, you know, at an hour, a day, a week or two later, um, I then eventually find the problem that Duncan was going to say was step two, and then it's a ten-minute fix, <laughs> <laughs> which is you know fairly standard. But yeah, it's all good fun. Three three D printing is it fits my mindset perfectly. I, lo- I love yeah. machines. I love automation. I love um, having machines do things that people can't. Um, yeah, I like repeatability. Um, the repeatability of it i like how um open it all is which is kind of unique to to 3d printing in that it's so open you can tweak the machine infinitely and um yeah and and then it's actually quite fun when when things go wrong too yeah, I mean, again, as for how many times have we trying to find you know, the problem? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I'm friends of ours who are in the group with uh, perhaps less experience in 3D printing, trying to you know diagnose something that they've they've never come across before. Yeah, Andy, Andy. for example. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it, it, that sort of thing of like asking. Uh, again, I suppose from the diagnostics background of of asking the right questions to get the right response from the person. You know, it's it's. It's no good saying the thing is broken. Mm. That doesn't give anyone else the information for how to help you fix it. But to say the thing knocks or makes a funny sound when I do this or click this button or something like that, it gives yeah that, that sort of bit of information that gives you something to go on or you know I mean, yeah again, and, and we have those conversations all the time and trying to help someone fix something particularly online re- remotely, it's quite difficult. Not not only because of the the communication from the person with the broken thing, but the person who's trying to help has to be able to ask the right questions too. Yeah, to to get that information out of a person that's not necessarily as technically minded as the helper is, because yeah. otherwise they wouldn't need help. So um yeah, that's hard, and that's why so many uh, forums and and Facebook groups and things like that where there's technical help is trying to be gotten um it often just it's just a horrible horrible mess because despite people's you know best intentions of trying to be helpful i think perhaps they're not asking the right questions and not getting the right feedback and then you get probably quite a lot of people that just don't know what they're talking about (laughs) yeah or they've seen it on a video somewhere and yeah that's that's the solution to fix all the problems or I mean, that's an exercise in itself in, you know, creative thinking and, um, like you say, being able to find something that relates um, 
to the person that you're trying to give the help to. Mm. You know, it's all very well and good explaining about, you know, micro stepping in a in a stepper motor or something, but to try and find something that is a you know a good metaphor for the person at the other end with less experience to to understand what you're trying to explain to them. Yeah, you know, that's, that's like creative problem solving. I think. Yeah, which, um, I think it's kind of innate with a lot of engineers, or, or at least successful personable engineers who do well <laughs> they deal with people <laughs> yeah yeah i, I think that yeah well. personable engineers that do well with people <laughs> that's that's what talking about. <laughs> oh yeah the ones with, with mice and keyboard for tools yeah um, <laughs> yeah i, I, I think that comes with practice it is it is easy to get frustrated with people but um yeah yeah, can I, can I go back? And there's, there's a question which I'll share in a moment on the screen. Um, when you were in school, when you were sort of a kid, did you do much making then? Did you take things apart? I mean, when I was you know, eight, nine, ten onwards, I was kind of yeah, often getting broken electronics and mechanical things to take apart and sometimes put together and sometimes they wouldn't. But So did you kind of, was that how you started? Was it fixing your bike? You mentioned a bike earlier. Yeah, yeah. I always, I always had a bike. I loved being on, on my bike. And I was very sort of <laughs> Dr. Water with my bike. And so I was always looking after that, always fixing it. Um, and then uh, a couple of my sister's toys probably got the, hmm, how does that work treatment? And then <laughs> never quite went back together the way they were. Um, that and, probably fits in perfectly with Rasmus's question then which is did you ever get <laughs> ah yes well I can answer that directly really because I, when I said that I'm thinking of a, a mechanical wind up uh, train set that my little sister had and she's six years younger than me so I would have been probably about 11 at the, about the time she had this, this train set and of course it's a wind up thing and anyone who's taken up apart clocks or anything with <laughs> mechanical elements like that knows that that thing is just packed with cogs and springs and tiny little screws and i took the twang <laughs> i remember it being it was blue plastic but i don't remember it wasn't thomas it wasn't thomas it was something else and i took the bottom of this thing and it's just two screws in the bottom. There should be more screws than that in a kid's toy. Anyway, I took the two off and it just went poof, and just exploded. And uh, no one else was around. Like, I, I don't, I think it, people were scattered around the house. I don't, no one had seen me do it. And um, I tried so hard for about pr probably. 45 minutes maybe to get all these cogs and springs back in and it just never worked again it never worked again i managed to get them all back in there to hide the evidence because of course <laughs> to do that. um but they they it never worked again it never worked again so yes rasmus i have gotten in trouble <laughs> for taking somebody apart and not putting it back together again. At least now in your job, when that happens, you can just blame it on the previous site engineers. Um, 
Unless it was you no. on my site visit. No. <laughs> That's half the fun. That's half the fun is 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 trying to fix something and it, almost the more difficult it is, the more satisfaction you get from actually sorting it out. There has been occasions when I've had to, you know, say to a colleague that I this is just over my head this i need a fresh pair of eyes on it sometimes that can be all the difference and and someone else will come along and go oh yeah it's that and they've done it in five minutes you know and you, you kick yourself about not being able to do it yourself but sometimes that's just the way it goes but yeah i was always taken apart stuff as a kid i started re- replacing plug sockets and um plugs and fuses and little things like that little things like that yeah um, making wise, my um, I spent a lot of time with my granddad in his shed as a kid, and he was never um, a professional craftsman of any kind. He was just a tinkerer in his shed, just like most of us. Mm. And um, yeah, he was always making stools or little tables or you know some little gadget to fix a problem in the house, you know, and. Um, so I was every, every moment that I saw my grandparents, I was in the shed with granddad, you know, That's banging nails in bits of wood. And he, he made me my own little toolbox, which I've still got, um, which is great. And yeah, little, he, I'm, one time he asked me to help him with something. And I remember being so impressed with that. And I was so happy to help my granddad out, who taught me lots of things. And he wanted a... Um, he loved watching the birds in the garden and he wanted to take a picture of them, but close up. But every time he tried to creep up on a bird on the, on the feeder, it would fly away. So he wanted a trigger for his camera. Um, so he could mount the camera next to the bird table and hit the shutter from a distance. And he asked me for help. And I was probably 14, 15 and, I sort of sat down for 10 minutes and sketched out this this thing that involved having a wooden box with the camera in the bottom, a a weighted sort of tube above the uh, buttons, and a little pull-out slider attached to a piece of string. So he could sit on the patio, yank on the bit of string, which would let the weight drop onto onto the shutter. That's a brilliant solution. And he was just like... How? <laughs> How did you come up with this thing? And I was just like, well, I just did. <laughs> and it was just great. Just the satisfaction of, of being able to get to the point where I could help him. It just sense of satisfaction overload. That it was brilliant. And he went and built it. And it worked. And it, nice. it, it, it came out with some blurry photos because of the... He, made a copper pipe and filled it with lead because old people have lead in their sheds right of course. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and it was quite heavy so it whack on the camera the camera shakes and the away. whole thing just shook <laughs> but he did get pictures and it worked it was great yeah so you'd sit on the patio on a sunday afternoon watching the birds and yank it on the bit of string every time they came by yeah it was good yeah so uh, makey-wise, that's where I got probably got my want to to build stuff from. And um, that kind of went on pause all through teenage years, really, until we got our own house probably 
seven or eight years, eight years ago, I think it is now. Yeah, eight years now. Um, got a garage and then I proceeded to fill it with tools. <laughs> For working on the house. Of course, because that was why I was buying tools. It's saying it's to my other half, well, yeah, we'll save a fortune. Look, I can, I can build all this stuff. <laughs> and uh, I was victim of, of YouTube influence. Um, I started watching um, Steve Ramsey and uh, very early Jay Bates, where oh, yeah, yeah. he is building picnic tables and benches in, in a spare room. And, and his dust extraction is a massive box fan in the window, you know. Yep. And um, I was like, well, I can do that. I can do that. I miss playing with, with my granddad. I can do that. So I, I go out and buy a table saw. And um, so the one I think just recently got rid of. Yeah, the one that I've just sold. Um, I think I've probably I've built a few little bits for the house. I have built a few, but n- nowhere near as many as that. That ambitions would have would have. Well, I mean, you know, for the for the manifested. visual listeners, I can I can see something behind you. Well, right over your head. Mm. That was a fantastic little project that you did. In yeah, I made those. <laughs> you did indeed. Yeah, know. that's probably one of the the, the four things. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, the fantastic shelf brackets. They are. They are. They're very, very strong. They are very strong. I've got a significant amount of filament up there, and and I trust it all above my head. So it must be okay. It must be. Okay. Well, I think that's the thing with it, taking an engineering approach to woodworking. You know, engineering is, you know, tends to be very precision tolerances and, you know, material science and this kind of stuff that, that's accounting for minute variances and, and things like that. And then wood just tends to be, ah, just, just hit it till it fits, you know. Mm. That's why woodworking projects take me forever. Yeah, same. Because <laughs> it has to be just, just so. And they say it's not, it shouldn't be. And um, I, I kind of, sucks the fun out of it a little bit but well it, that's um, what i've tended to do is to to shift it from if i'm not doing something that's super precise i'll try and do it out of wood to kind of force myself to not you know if i can just butt joints and big screws that's that will do it doesn't matter if it's got big mm. gaps because it's it's i'll con myself into thinking it's a prototype anyway and i'll make it properly down the line out of better wood mm. 10 years later it's still standing and you think oh i really should Tear that down and, and do it properly someday, and slave it. Just not now. That covers that covers yeah. so many things. Yeah, that's what I tend Try to, to be, do. Be, be too perfect about it, and rather than uh, just just get on with the job. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm building a CNC machine. Okay, let the machine do it. <laughs> do it Back to that repeatability, isn't it? It's that, yeah, um, yeah, you know, indeed. You can't do the same two cuts on a piece of wood but you can get a machine to do them for you mm. and they'll be the same yeah. every time now talking of building machines i mean jamie and i both know that just hidden out of sight from the kind of camera is your kind of main 3d printer obviously mm. not a single 3d printer owner um that you actually sort of made your own 3d printer I did, and it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. I I I think I I probably got as much enjoyment out of building it as I did 
in the 18 months since of using it. It's, it's, it's good. Well, it's based it's on a, it was based on a freely accessible design, wasn't it? But you, That's right. Yeah. So it's based on a design called the um, BLV MGN cube, which is a hell of a mouthful, but it's, it's a really great um, open source uh, design, which much, most of 3D printing is, but um, yeah, really, really solid design. And you can buy a kit um, mm. for it. Um, and for the printer that you get at the end, it's pretty reasonably priced. I mean, for the same um, sort of performance, you'd probably pay four times the price that it would cost you to build. So um, that was the one I went with. There's a few about, but that was the one I chose. And then I tweaked it a bit. I was going to say, so, you definitely, um, you dunked it a little bit, didn't you? you... <laughs> I dunked it. Yeah, I did dunk it. Um, yeah, so it's 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 got as many toys as I could afford to put on it, really. I thought, well, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do yeah. it once, do it to the best spec that I can afford to do. And, um, yeah, it's a workhorse. Yeah, so I mean, you've done things like production runs of things, haven't you? To for for you know, as, as printing as a service for other people and stuff as well. Yeah, a little bit to that. Um, the biggest challenge was um, sort of March, April last year was doing um, face masks, um, the headbands for for face masks, and it was quite an incredible achievement actually by the three D printing world as a whole it was absolutely and little um i say little there's probably a few hundred 3d printer 3d printers in the uk um producing headbands mm-hmm. um and they were being coordinated by a central team and then all being distributed to hospitals nursing homes um and and sort of Areas where people who they weren't them. priority for um, government bought PPE, so it did great. I think I I knocked out um, over two hundred uh, headbands on on Ruby as it's called, and um, yeah, that was quite hard. Um, printer was going sort of twenty four seven. And mm. this is my office where I work too. So that was a little bit tricky. Um, and there were various challenges along the way. Um, learning how to stack prints yeah, that weren't designed to be stacked. And um, I was going to bring that up because that was something that, again, you know, you, the kind of the general consensus of the, the rest of the 3D printing world and the way that they were doing their, their stacking was, you know, kind of not as efficient as it could have been. But you then started looking at ways of making that more efficient by temperature changes to allow materials to release more easily. That's right, yeah. Uh, so um, for people who who don't 3D print, there's a material called PETG, um, which is what the head masks were made out of. And um, it's great material. Um, similar to your Coke bottle similar, plastic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The Coke bottles are made of PET. Um, and printing-wise, it's a little bit trickier than than the more common PLA. Um, it sticks together. The layers stick together great um, as long as they stay warm. <clears throat> so I tried to use that to my advantage because if the, um, 
a layer is too cool when you lay another layer down, um, they don't stick very well. They'll stick a little bit, but as soon as you take them off the printer, it'll come apart. The layer adhesion's quite poor. So um, I worked out how to manipulate the fan speed between two headbands. So on the sort of interface layer, you'd print one headband, then you'd have this interface layer where I'd crank the fan speed right up so that so the next layer down material cooler yeah so the, as well. the, the next layer down didn't stick so well but it stayed there just about enough to carry on with the headband and i was printing stacks of eight headbands at a time using that method and then being able to pull them apart quite easily um because in the early stages i tried stacking them and um like out of a stack of eight i'd only get five usable headbands because bits would break off and it wasn't very yeah, good well, you get a, a nice double double thick headband that you can't use because it yeah. welded itself together right? <laughs> yeah. so um yeah that was that was full-on production that was full-on production runs yeah i ran for um probably about six weeks it felt like longer <laughs> there was <laughs> having the printer on all the time it? yeah a lot of because like, I know that the pair of us were running through a lot of testing um, at the time. Well, I, I remember mm. seeing the, the photos that you'd you'd been sent by the hospital of the the, the staff wearing your yeah, your yeah. PPE, with which the, was fantastic. with the lime green headbands yeah. on. Great, <laughs> it was great. And I, I I have to mention they're probably not listening, but my, my colleagues at work, I said, look, I'd like to buy lots of filament for this. Can you help? And they were fantastic. And I, um, they funded enough for seven kilos of filament, which was amazing. That's so, fantastic. Yeah. Thanks to them. Yes. Yeah. So cool. th- talking of work stuff, there was um, obviously in our run up to to you being on, obviously with us asking you and, and throwing you in at the deep end, saying. But not really giving you an option as to whether you would like to be <laughs> yeah. you were going to be on. Be here um, or you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like that. That's what we've done with everyone so far. But um, you were telling me that there, there was uh, us posing that to you, kind of linked in quite nicely with a, a, a bit of problem solving that you were doing at the time. Yeah, you, you did. Yeah, it did. Because you, you had said to me about coming on and how we might talk about <laughs> troubleshooting and how an engineer's mind works, really. And, and and perhaps how you would go through some troubleshooting. And one of the things that I was thinking about is that about always taking a step back. <laughs> it's It's the most basic of things but it's actually really hard to do um when you're when you're in the thick of a a problem especially if you're under pressure um if you've got some kind of outside pressure you've got time deadline or someone is depending on you to 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 finish this and and fix whatever problem you've come across taking a step back can can be huge um if you've got time to sleep on it and sleep on it but if you need a 10 minute break take a 10 minute break um and i'd been thinking about that that morning on my drive to a customer site and um i came across a problem and i'd been working at this this issue for maybe half an hour and not really getting anywhere i thought i know (laughs) i'll take a break (laughs) so i took a break and i managed to sort it out and immediately text jamie oh just because of the podcast i've managed to fix a problem (laughs) 
but uh, yeah, I'd been out, been outside for five minutes, and it's just you just have this, your, your brain sort of relaxes. I don't know, and and you you manage to. Yeah, it's a bit of a, sort of a uh, situational reset, isn't it? Yeah, you manage to sort of figure it out without even really thinking about it. it, it the answer just kind of comes. I guess you, your brain sort of subconsciously working on it still, while while the rest of your senses are, had to, are taking a break. Um, yeah, I mean, it's incredibly I mean, effective. <laughs> yeah, we, we've just been sort of talking in a, in a with some other friends and stuff about that kind of thing of of you know. Um, filling in other time you know i mean they, they were taking the mickey out of me for for being able to find time to browse reddit on occasion or things like that but that mm. kind of um allowing your brain to passively work on something while you're actively doing something else i think it's such a such a useful skill to develop you know like you say to be able to um to focus on something else you know whether it's taking a break taking a quick walk around the block or um you know going and washing the dishes or doing the ironing or something that's that's occupying a different part of your brain and body and just totally. allowing it something yeah. to, to churn away without you you like actively thinking on the problem like you say i think the, the there's a tendency for us to go down a specific path especially uh you know i mean that's something i'm very guilty of and we, we alluded to before with the 3d printing stuff of you know you get a an idea in your head of right well let's let's eliminate this variable or let's let's have a look down this avenue to see if if this has any kind of bearing on the problem or things like that whereas maybe taking a more pragmatic approach to it or right let's let's go back to the basics what's what's the first step in the chain what's the what's the first process that happens what's the first you know thing that's likely to fail what's the most common thing that's likely to fail you know and i suppose that that kind of um working on something that is you know standardized parts of something like a gas analyzer like you say it, it's there's only so many things that can go wrong so you you kind of almost have to take that step-by-step approach to eliminate the whether it's most common first or whether it's the first thing in the in the circuit or mm. you know, stuff like that it's- yeah if, you, if you're talking about something technical then and and it's something that you're used to seeing and yeah there's usually a a list of things you can go through but um in in, in unique situations or something that's that's not necessarily technical um it can, it can be quite difficult to to know the way forward mm. um and with there's people in life you're just problem solving all the time um without even really thinking about it but when you're in the the thick of an issue it's it's hard to see ahead but taking that break can can help hugely Hmm. yeah it's really really effective um because it especially in situations where you've got no experience to fall back on you've got no manual to look at you've you've got nothing else yeah um letting your your mind sort of work its way through without even without you interfering do you know what i mean um yeah that self-sabotage is a, is a big yeah thing. it is it is it is because you when you when you're in the thick of an, an issue you've got your head down and you're not letting your mind wander or 
work its way through. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the psychology of it is, but I just know it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as, as Andy said in the chat, sometimes a, a cup of tea can solve many problems. Yes. Yes. Carl, yes, you're right. Yeah. And not, not coffee, though. Only I mean, tea. I know I'm the odd one out here. <laughs> Not just in general, with all of you listening or watching the podcast. I mean, specifically with us three here, that uh, I'm the coffee drinker and those two boys are the tea drinkers. But I, I, I have an occasional fits. coffee, but I'm definitely more of a tea, more of a tea man. Yeah. I mean, th- those aren't really cups of tea that you drink, are they? No, they're more like vats. As <laughs> <laughs> I say, a stein of tea. <laughs> Um, don't use my hand for scale because my hands are huge as well. Um, I haven't Can got anything those, I can use for scale. There's around about 700, millimeter, uh, 700 milliliters of tea in that. So it's like the average of two normal cups. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> it's about a mouthful. I've <laughs> 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 got me uh, a jug of juice for the tonight, though. <laughs> right, it's coming up to uh, about 20 past 10 as we record um, So should we start thinking about things that have been grabbing attention? Jamie, should we that let our guests go yeah. first? Or do you want to go first? Oh, go on Let's let's throw Duncan at the deep end Oh, oh um, <clears throat> Catching my attention uh, this week has been mostly CNC related stuff Because mm-hmm. we haven't mentioned the makerspace but my Sorry. local makerspace um has just bought a four by eight cnc machine um which is fantastic and it doesn't work yet which is even better <laughs> um so uh yeah i've just been absorbing cnc stuff as i have for a long time because i've been planning to make my own as well so um been threatening to make that print for quite a while now probably a year now probably a year that's been on my mind but yes that's grabbed my attention this week am i allowed to um another one is a instagram account belonging to a chap called phil cuttance um, I'll get Andy to put the link in after. Yeah. Um, but he um, has been making bits and pieces from a material which I've only recently discovered in the recent months, and it's called Jesmonite. And it's a um, castable resin, but it's not an epoxy. It's more akin to plaster of Paris or concrete. Mm. and you can color it and shape it and do all kinds of cool stuff but phil has done some beautiful things and he has a very unique method for making molds which involves folding sheets of plastic it's like interesting it's 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 not origami but it's akin to that and the way he folds and bends and shapes these sheets of plastic to create molds for beautiful things um, is brilliant. And he's now making candles out of those molds as well. And they look amazing. So go and check them out. That's that's mm. what I've been watching. Yeah. Well, I have to say, Jasmine, cool. I'm, I'm lucky to have 
just there for people watching. My sort of pointer, my finger, is a coaster that you made uh, for me from Jesmonite with I one did. of my drawings from Inktober last year, which is just mm. a beautiful thing to have. Uh, it sits on my uh, phone holder so I can see it. It's not going to have prosthetism <laughs> on it. It's a very, very pretty thing. Yes, indeed it is. Yeah, it's great stuff. It, if if you're looking for something for your birthday list or Christmas list, the Jesmonite starter kit is about 35 quid. Mm. Everyone who likes making stuff should grab some. It's fun. And I, you can do I it with have... your kids. I have the kit, and I know you have. Got round. I also know it's still in the box. <laughs> it is. I have. I have opened the lid and gone. Ooh, I need to do that. Yeah. Um, and then keep forgetting. Yeah, it's good fun. Or, or getting other stuff in the way. <laughs> so, Jamie, what's been grabbing your attention to stop you from getting onto the Jesmonite? Well, I've I've been doing a bit more three D printing over the last week. Um, Quite a while ago, uh, Sunlu were very kind. So one of the 3D printing and filament and machine manufacturers were kind enough to send me a large amount of uh, the PETG filaments that Duncan was talking about before. Um, and it's sort of getting in my way a little bit. So I decided to do some just random printing of some stuff. And a uh, good friend of ours and hopefully future guest on the show, Soph, um, it's also a massive Marvel nerd, just like me, and we've both really been enjoying Loki. So, I am printing Loki's helmet, which nice. is in about 300 million pieces. Um, but I have a nice box of bits, um, which once once completed, we'll be getting sent to Soph for her to do something with uh, the, the giant jigsaw of putting it all together first would be the um, the first challenge for her but uh, yeah that's been, that's been the main thing a little bit of pottering around but also there was a Nintendo Direct thing um, through the E3 show and uh, they announced that um, for the 35 year anniversary of my absolute favourite game franchise the Metroid franchise there is a new game coming out so I have been absorbing as much of that as I could get over the last week or so. Um, so the, the kind of the main two things, like sort of digitally, and a friend of mine um, called Tony who does some pretty cool artwork. Uh, he's been doing some stuff on um, like sexuality and gender recently. Just been some pretty fun stuff so we'll put his link in the thing as well but he does a lot of stuff with uh like drawing work portraits and stuff um around burlesque stuff this is sort of usual thing which is quite a quite interesting artwork that he does cool so, yeah how about you andy what have you been losing your uh, attention well to? yeah not a lot busy week doing other things um have an invalid at home to do quite a lot of taking care of. So that's uh, been taking up quite a lot of time. A uh, few things though, uh, not any actual making myself. I did try to get out this afternoon to the Tinkerage and as I approached the 
the back door, the, the heavens opened. And I knew that there was a, a broken dining chair sitting in the middle of the tinkerage, which was well, so the entire of the tinkerage, um, which I would have then had to get out in the pouring rain to get in. So that I just turned around, went back and found other things to do. The, the iron, British weather scuppered your plans. <laughs> yes, as it does. Um, but this week, uh, I've been on to Anchor, who are distributing our, our audio podcast to try and find out why a number of our the podcast providers have yet to get our podcast. Uh, so it's available on some, so like Spotify and Google Podcasts, but <laughs> there's a few others like Pocket Casts uh, and Apple Podcasts, which it's not been going to. Uh, but they got back to me uh, late yesterday to say that there was a, there'd been a something gone amiss at the back end. It's <laughs> always <laughs> something with the back end, for, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They weren't so, sure what. Sorry, Gov, it was sorted, Yeah. They're back to the curry that was in the chat. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, for those people who are listening to this uh, and have yet to be able to actually get this on their uh, their audio provider of choice, podcast. Uh, provider of choice. Uh, hopefully that will get sorted out in the next few days, hopefully. Uh, it can take a, a, a bit of time when it gets to each provider, so it can take up to 10 days to two weeks for uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes as was, to kind of get it going. But hopefully that will be sorted out soon. Uh, Pocket Casts has now got it, I'm told. So I had that one come through today saying that, that was the case. Uh, so that's hopefully we'll sort that out. I think we reached 130 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, still got to wait a few more days. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good going. A few more days before I can get the uh, the custom URL for us. Uh, so that, <laughs> looking forward to that. I'll get onto that as soon as that happens. Uh, still quite a few other things uh, to put in place. Those people on uh, this, we've got uh, another few people on Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Uh, I'm going to be putting out a bit of a questionnaire to kind of see what what they want in terms of kind of reward. Um, or yeah, have we, have we officially launched ideas. our Patreon yet? Or no, we haven't. So yeah, this is people are finding <laughs> it, snuck in and, and found and us, joining on, and yeah, very very grateful for that. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, it's, it is going to help. It is going to be able to provide us, uh, for example, you know, StreamYard. We can hopefully at some point get that, uh, so it's paid for, so we can. <laughs> Make more efficient use of it. Get rid of the so yeah. The, the, get rid of that in the corner, and also kind of be able to download things through Streamyard rather than having to do it through YouTube, which takes a long time. Downloading things from YouTube, don't know why, but it uh, it's one of those things. But we'll get to that. But kind of more personally, for grabbing my attention um, this week, I won't I won't spoil it. But I was listening to as I do every week, Fools of Tools podcast when it came out. And Alex Halfpenny. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that's it. Yep. For the benefit of the audio listeners, Jamie is now pointing to his Fools of Tools uh, podcast sign, which he has on his wall. So I was listening to that. And Alex Halfpenny, who's uh, you know, one of the, uh, the better looking of the British hosts. Um, that's a joke, Steve. Honestly, Steve, that's a joke. Um, that's right. Steve won't listen to this anyway. <laughs> No, this will be the one he listens to, yeah. And first and last one, yeah. Um, he, he was telling us a little bit about his week, and he, he's had a bit of a um, past few weeks. He said there's been a few things going on kind of in his his life, not 
uh, kind of related to his making or his work. Um, and he's taken on a change. He's taken on a role, uh, which I'm not going to spoil because I think you should go and listen to it, which really, it, it made me grin. Uh, it, it really kind of, it warmed the cockles of my heart. So being kind of from a um, the same background, which if you listen to it, you'll kind of maybe understand. Um, it will, yeah, it, it kind of really warmed my heart uh, listening to that and what he's taking on. Uh, other things uh, I've been watching I think I might have mentioned this last week on BBC there's been a, a photography game show not game show a kind of reality show great British photographer or I think that might be the title or something like that uh, which is slightly different to other kind of competitions I mean we, we always watch things like So and B and Great British Bake Off and the like uh, but it was really nice in that they didn't kick people off so it was only four weeks long and the six people who started were there at the end but they did pick a winner uh, as such but it was nice to actually see people grow and it kind of spurred me it's an interesting to change though. i want to start taking photographs again i've let my photography slide a bit and i, I i'm determined to sort that out to actually kind of get taking photographs again so it was, it was kind of nice to watch that and i've also been reading a, a book i managed to get to a library a couple of weeks ago First time for yeah, 14 months, 15 months, if not longer. And yeah, it was nice to actually go in and actually pick some books up off the shelves and get there. And I've been reading a book called uh, Make It Now uh, by a guy called uh, Anthony Burrell, who's a typographer, graphic designer, British-based. And it's, mm. it's, it's a lot about kind of typography, but it's not a book about typography. But he uses that as his medium to talk about creativity and inspiration. And it's it's an easy read. And it's actually nice to actually have a book in your hands and, and actually kind of turn pages. So it's something I, I don't do enough of and I really should do more of because I find it a much a much nicer experience than reading things on a screen or on a phone. Uh, I'm perfectly capable of doing those, but maybe just because I'm old and There's something yeah, visceral in books. Yeah, it's kind of it's almost the smell of things as well. Um, so those are things that have been grabbing my attention, and yeah, I think that's it really. Very so cool. it. I'd hope to do a bit of making, and I hope to. I am determined to get out into the Tinkeridge and do something this week. I, I haven't through quite. a bit of time and I, I need to change that um, you and me both uh, yeah so uh, next week we have our first guest who we've not uh, bullied and bludgeoned and bribed blackmailed into <laughs> attending uh, someone we've invited on who's accepted rather than yes, told who's, <laughs> yes somebody who's um, a little bit I was going to say a little bit famous, but yeah, we've had people on a bit famous. Yeah, I mean, Carl's well known across the entire kind of European continent for being involved in sort of the maker <laughs> community. Um, but no, we've got next week we have uh, Ruth Amos, who is one half of uh, Kids Invent Stuff, stuff. Uh, which is a fantastic channel. Uh, she's actively involved in the maker community. Uh, 
second one to make a community because it's surprising where she crops up. Um, I won't say too much about her right now because yeah, we can have an entire show to talk about her and talk with her. But it's yeah, it's surprising where she crops up. Yeah, the, kind of the number of times I've kind of dropped into live streams by a, a variety of people, and she props up as a kind of a moderator on the kind of sort of live streams. You think, oh. Here you are again. So we keep bumping into each other, and uh, and I suppose so I, as, a, as a nice link from from our current guest is she's also got a bit of an engineering background. She has indeed. Seems to be we we've had this kind of yeah. meandering link between guests every week so far, which is. But unlike me, she's actually just started a YouTube channel too. <laughs> she has. She um, has. She has. Doing very well. Her her first video was a few weeks ago and it's all about her shed and it's great yeah it's a lovely shed it's, it's a, a really lovely nice shed. shed it's based on plans from colin Furze's shed so it's a good watch you should go watch it i was gonna say She's if you're a fan of you've seen her pop up in again yeah as i said she's pop she seems to be popping up in a lot of places uh, um so yeah she's a she's a lovely person and I'm hoping we're going to have a really good chat uh, next this will week. be a lovely low point in her career then <laughs> hanging out with us for, a, for an hour <laughs> better get it out of the way quick then isn't she <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say she's got a rising career um, Look, she's working very hard she's very uh, very hard working she's She's brilliant, really. Yeah, kind of all-round brilliant. So I'm really looking forward <laughs> to that. Unlike Duncan, obviously. Mm. Well, all guests are brilliant. Yeah, all our guests are brilliant. We wouldn't invite them on if they were brilliant. That's, that's kind of, you know, this requirement to come on. Um, and that's why we have the two lists. Yeah, there's the brilliant list and there's the, the not brilliant list. Which is the, yes. uh, the list that Dan's on. <laughs> 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 list three. <laughs> I mean, we ah, couldn't, yes, we couldn't yes. not put Dan on his own list, you know. Yes, there is a yes, there is another list. Yes, yeah, I thought we weren't going to mention that one because of its yeah the implications of a third list. Yeah, so <laughs> we have to be careful. Um, and then we've got uh, we do have a few. We've got quite. We've had several other people say yes to coming on, and at the moment, I think we only have one person actually scheduled in, which is sometime after Ruth. So we've still got to get something yeah, for the Fourth of July. I think there yeah. were, at one point we were discussing getting somebody from America on. Uh, we have had some Americans who have said yes uh, to coming on, but yeah, they might be a little bit busy, yeah, sort of celebrating their lack yeah. of colonialism. Um, <laughs> That'd be great. Getting, getting rid of those evening Fourth of July with two Brits. <laughs> <laughs> So um, hopefully we, we'll have uh, something sorted out by next week for for the week after. The fourth is going to be an interesting one because that will be um, the Sunday that I will be travelling back from seeing our good friends Mr House and Mr Wave Cycles. So I might be podcasting from the car. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll be starting, I'll start and then you... Basically guest sorted. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll sort that, we'll sort that out. There will be a show. I might be hosting some yes. solo, um, but we'll uh, we'll go with that. Uh, I think that's probably a good time to stop because my face is hurting now, um, which is a good sign that we've we've had a, a, an enjoyable chat. So I think that's good. Absolutely. I mean, Duncan, do you need to make a formal apology to Caro for for 
you know, it being no just you for the entirety of the, the podcast. No, no flow. I, I don't think we need to be formal about it. I'll, I'll make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine she'll be mad just until you show his little cute face, and then I, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, so let I guess we sleep. should. Yeah, yeah. Especially this time, like you don't want to be having to kind of run around for the next three hours while you suddenly awake. Yeah. 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 So where can people find you, Duncan? <clears throat> they want to find you. Um, What's the best I, place? I, I'm all over the place as little hobby shop. Um, Instagram, Facebook. Don't don't bother with GitHub. Facebook. GitHub. <clears throat> um, Twitter. Uh, that's it. Yeah. And on a few varying discords as well. <laughs> yes. Just randomly appearing in... Uh, yes, in I might just appear. I, I, I like to lurk on Discord, so it might be a little while before you see me appear, but I'm, I'm there, just waiting. <laughs> Hiding in the shadows, waiting to pass. Exactly, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on the Tools Discord. Thank you. <laughs> yes, been a really nice yeah. chat. Nice to... Uh, it's been good. Kind of have to introduce you to other people as well. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've done a good job hiding up until now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think it's time for us to uh, say good night. So um, good night from me. Good night from me. Good night from me. So we'll see you all hopefully next week. <laughs>